Hello, this is longtime Milwaukee radio personality Steve Pallack. Stand by, your next episode is queued up. The on air light is lit. It's season five of the Bait and Switch podcast. Welcome back to the Bait and Switch podcast. This is a special edition of the Bait and Switch podcast. This is, I think, the fourth time we've done this. We call it the behind the scenes. Behind the scenes. Uh, We kind of do a half season, and this will be the second half of the second season, which is now three years ago. Yeah. Let's start with episode 11. This will be episode 11 through episode 20 of season two. Episode 11 was Joey Cariotti. Joey Cariotti uh, is uh, one of the owners at Cranky L's Donut Shop here in Wautosa. I went to some local meeting of people uh, about something. I have no idea what it was, some business thing. And I ran into Joey Cariotti and I started talking to him about the podcast. And I said, would you be interested to be on it? And he was like really excited about it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He was great. He was um, He was very, his energy was awesome. He was very pro-donut, of course. Um, and then the, uh, the other cool thing that kind of came about after mm-hmm. that was that we had our own uh, sort of bait and switch donut. Right. After that, a couple although, weeks after that, although it was although we'll we'll call it Donut Gate. Yes, exactly. Yeah, Donut Gate. Now he might be listening <laughs> yeah. to this. Right, but I'm not right. sure. We love Joey. We love, I love Joey. Joey. And maybe it just we'll, didn't come uh, out the way we it thought might it would. Have been a misunderstanding. I, I say right. it's like this. For example, you're out for a night drinking, right? Yep. Right. And and people say, you know what? We should go water skiing next week, right? Right. And everybody's in the mood of saying, yes, let's do it, right? And so Joey, when he came in here, he's all jazzed about the podcast. Yeah, yep. And he said, "You know, what? I'm going to come up with this special bait and switch podcast themed donut." Right. 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 Mm-hmm. And we thought, "Yeah, you don't have to do that." And he's like, "No, yeah. no, no, I'm doing it. I'm, I'm doing, doing it." it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he was uh-huh. like really charged about this. Yeah, thing. yeah. And we're thinking, "Wow, this is really going to be something." Right. Right. And then it, then it kind of petered out. I think maybe forgot about it. There were there were a couple of things going on. So I went in the day he was supposed to do it, and he said, "Well." The air conditioning was out, so they couldn't do it that day, and something else happened. And then the next day, so the next day, he said, he said, I'll tell you what, and this is a guy who said on our show, he never gives away donuts, right? Yep. But he said, I'll tell you what, because things got kind of crazy, I'll have a dozen donuts waiting for you in the morning, and you can just come and pick them up, but I'll save a dozen for you. Okay, great. I'm telling all my friends, go get a bait and switch podcast donut, right? Yeah. Because the next day, and so I go in. 7.30 or something, I go up to the counter, I say, I'm here for my one dozen bait and switch do- podcast donuts. And they're like, what? I said, no, jo- Joey said he's got, the, you know, this uh, this donuts. And they're like, oh, are you talking about the, the Girl Scout cookie donuts? Like, yep, I guess I am. Yeah. So, so like, Well, I think <laughs> the misunderstanding was this. I think we thought there was going to be some signage. Yes. Something it was sign- actually going to be a donut for us. Yeah, there was going to yeah. be signifying his, his visit on the podcast. Right. And there was going to be some type of tie-in with it. But what he just, what it, what it ended up being is a donut that kind of used the colors of our of yep. our logo, but didn't necessarily reference the podcast. Yeah, they didn't know what I was talking about. Right, right. So, <laughs> and again, it, it, it was just a misunderstanding. And uh, I had yeah. the donut, you had the donut. It was a oh, good it was donut. great. It was a great donut. And I, and I, I still told people, these are our donuts. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Although we were hoping to see something. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. maybe for maybe the next, next time. time. Maybe, maybe the next, next time, time that yeah. Joey is on the show. Yeah. But it was a great it was a great podcast. We oh, talked yeah. about yeah. his business. Yep. We talked about donuts. We talked about uh 
Uh, just business in general around like supporting business competition he talked about how he thinks you know we're all everybody's here to support each other and very uh yeah very cool guy yeah now moving on to episode 12 of season two mitch tyke this was the second time he was on the show uh this one i'm trying to remember he had some fun stuff about uh about presidents and about uh dyson the vacuum cleaner guy jim's trying Uh to remember yep and uh I I think I think it was uh, it was all comedy. I don't think I don't think in the future with some of Mitch's podcasts we got into more of what he does. Yeah. Uh, but this was the second one, and he's been on every year, largely because he does our Tour de France preview podcast, and we figured since we got him on, we might as well throw in an episode. Yeah, catch up with him. Yeah, I mean, and uh, like you said, I don't remember exactly what we talked about on that episode, but Mitch is always just such a great guy to talk to, such a great guest. That's why we do it all the time, every year. Not only the Tour de France, but then we continue on with the extra half hour just because he's an interesting guy. He's got a cool job, uh, you know, working with NPR Radio, and um, I guess that's redundant, isn't it? Yeah, and of course, yeah, and of course, he's he's on the radio, so yeah. being on a podcast is second nature to him. Exactly, right? Yeah, yeah and that was when yep. he was still living in Wauwatosa, right? Yep, and not long after that, he moved yep. to upstate New York, right? Right? Yep. Yeah. In fact, we had another one of his podcasts. We recorded one of his podcasts here just a couple a month ago or so. Yep, along with the the Tour de France, and uh, this will come out after the next time he's going to be on because we're going to do. Uh, another cycling-related podcast here in a couple weeks. We're going to have him on again. Oh, cool. Oh, that, look at that surprise. It's news, it's news, news to me. <laughs> news to Jim. Yeah, so Mitch Tyke is our uh, he's our most frequent guest. He is, yeah. He would have whatever jacket we had, he yep. would have it. Yeah. He's got one. He's got two episodes every season. Yep, right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So exactly. 10 episodes. Yeah. Yeah, all told. Well, let's move on to episode number 13. Yep. And this was Maureen Sherman. Jim uh, got Marine through his sister, and Marine was uh, my niece. niece I'm sorry, yep, sorry. Uh, through a niece, and uh, she, as well as uh, Joey Cariotti, was in the baking business as well. That's right. She was a gluten-free baker, notorious uh, GFB, is what we said. But uh, yeah. yeah, and she had a really good, a fun laugh. Oh yeah, yeah, she did definitely. Yeah, she had a fun laugh, and she brought us cookies. So I yeah. think that was the maybe the it was might have been the first time we actually received a gift from one of our one of our uh, guests. And later on, I see one down the list here. We'll talk about another one that comes up later on. But she, yeah, she brought us these cookies, and they and they were really good, gluten free cookies. Yeah. Um, and so yeah, she was, had this bakery and everything. And I think she has sort of transitioned into not just not the bakery so much. It's more like gluten free food at things like state fair and, and right. you know other fairs and things like that which i think she alluded to in the podcast that yep. she was kind of transitioning right uh into that but uh that's i think you know I, I haven't listened to these in, in a while although i hear some of the highlights when i compile them and that might be one of her more fun episodes just because she was such a giggler and she was getting a kick out of a lot of things yeah Yep, that's true. And that's always fun. I mean, when people come here, obviously, we're doing this for fun. When people come here, and they have fun doing it, that that makes it even even better, even more, you know, worth it. Right. And as you said, uh, earlier off air, uh, we're getting back in the studio here. And to interact with people directly, as opposed to on zoom is much more fun. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Now, next uh, episode 14, uh, Michelle Tonkovitz Mm -hmm. and Pat, I'm blanking. Yeah. Um, Maybe we'll come up with a nice guy, and maybe we'll oh, come up with guy. a listen, listen to the episode. He'll say his name in it. 
but we labeled it Pat and Michelle. <laughs> we, can't, we, can't, we can't go on like this, can we? What? We don't know his name. We, but you know, it's three years ago. Yeah, I know, but <laughs> he, we can just is, look it up. He was the president of the American Marketing Association local chapter, and Michelle Talkovitz is somebody we met again at the, the local bar here, Wauwatiki, and she yep. had the idea to come on the show and bring on Pat. And we're trying to get his name here. Uh, he was a real nice guy, and uh, we talked marketing. Right. Yeah, we talked marketing, and um, the attitude of those two was phenomenal. I mean, Michelle still to this day pushes our our, um, our podcast to people and gets us in touch with and in contact with other people. And I think we just had one of her – didn't we just have a guest that she had um, just a couple months ago? Yeah. You know, again, it's always nice to see people who had a good time and appreciate the podcast. And those two, they invited us to one of their marketing association meetings to right. kind of talk about podcasting and how people get involved and what equipment is needed and that type of thing. And so they were, you know, huge proponents of the show, which is always nice. Yeah. All right. Moving on to episode 15 of that year, it was Tom Schuler. Tom Schuler, bicy- uh, cyclist. cyclist. I, I keep saying biker. I just not biker. Cyclist. Yeah, yeah cyclist. Prof- uh, former professional cyclist. Yep. Uh, from the Milwaukee area, was one of the uh, forerunners of the cycling scene in the United States of the people that first went to Europe to compete over there because that's where all the big races are. Right. 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 And so he was part of, I believe, the Seven Eleven team, which is uh, in cycling lore, uh, one of the seminal teams. And uh, he competed in uh, the Giro. I think you said in our podcast he competed in the Tour de France. I don't think he wrong. did. It was the I'm Tour re- of Italy. I'm retracting, ra- I'm retracting that yes. statement <laughs> right here officially. <laughs> among other races, he was a two-time national champion. Yep, right. Then he's taken his cycling career and gone into becoming a, a, a race promoter. Right. He just has some really cool stories to tell. You know, I mean, just... He knew uh, guys like Lamond, right, and um, Armstrong, and you know these guys, and and it was just it was just cool to hear. He talked about how he, uh, I think he was good. They were going to go to the nineteen eighty Olympics, right, and then there was the boycott, and so he he couldn't go to that, and and uh, there was yeah, just I mean, but just really just cool stories in general, and just to think that I'm not a huge cycling fan. I've, I've gotten more of it, you know, over the last four or five years, um, but just to know that this guy was a national champion, national road race champion mm-hmm. one year. I mean, that's that's pretty awesome. He's a, he's a big deal in the cycling world, right. know, which is cool. And, of course, another episode we had a couple of years later was another national two-time national road yeah. uh, cycling championship. Matthew. Uh, Matthew Boucher. Boucher, Also right. from Wauwatosa. Two former champions that, live, that lived all of three or four miles apart. Right, which is crazy, which yeah. is crazy, yeah. Yeah, but, uh, but Tom's a great guy. He organizes... Uh, the Tour of America's Dairyland, right here in Wisconsin, which is one of the premier bike races in the United States. Mm-hmm. Yep, and uh, he also organizes some other rides here in Wisconsin, the uh, uh, Ride Across Wisconsin, which I think is going on shortly, mm-hmm. and then also he does other, you know, kind of more fun rides. But uh, did you do that one that uh, goes to Madison? Yeah, that, that Stefan went on and yeah. just almost killed himself. They call it the bone ride. Okay, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, the bone ride. And he told us the genesis of that. There was this one guy that he used to ride with, and uh, they used to call him Bonehead because the guy uh, would kill himself in practice, 
But then when it came to the races, he couldn't go any faster because he was so tired from from, from beating <laughs> himself yeah. up on practices. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And they'd call him Bonehead, and so they 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 came up with the Bone Ride. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I think it, they call it it's a drop ride, meaning you get dropped from the group. They yeah. don't nobody they, waits. They don't for stop. Yeah, yeah, they don't wait. Yeah, yeah. Because that's what Stefan said. He was like, "Oh yeah, I got to Mad. They were long gone. They were probably home by the time you got to Madison or something." There was a story there too. But right, yeah. and he's subsequently been on. Uh, our Tour de France preview podcast a couple times right. as well. Right, yep. Mm -hmm. yeah. All right, so moving on to episode 16 of the second season. That was Scott Paulus. Mm -hmm. Scott Paulus is, among other things, the official photographer, photographer for the Milwaukee Brewers uh, Major League Baseball team here in Milwaukee. And I just saw a bit of his work today online on Facebook where it showed a picture of Josh Hader. Josh Hader, mm -hmm. uh, who is leaving the Brewers on a trade. Yep. And me and Jim could talk about that later. Let me just, uh, are you for or against this trade? This doesn't seem like a good trade to me. Yeah. But I, I don't know any of these guys. Yeah. And a couple of them are minor leaguers. And it feels like, I, I mean, I'm all for, I, I think we missed an opportunity with other relievers to trade them when they were at their peak. Right. Um, but this one seems a little bit weird. Yeah, but we'll, let's hope, well, let's hope yeah. we're wrong about that. Right. But anyway, Scott Paulus is, um, uh, again, a, a, a native here, and we got to know him through friends, and uh, a great guy. I've run into him. He, uh, I was coming back from Phoenix, and I saw him at the airport. He drove us home. So I, oh, no I, I kidding. got kind of a free Uber ride from him. Really? Oh, yeah. that's awesome. There we go. That's, I, cool. that's a benefit of the podcast. There, there you go. All right. Free it's, rides. It's just paying for itself. Yeah. You know, so Scott... I don't know if you remember this, but I was at Wauwatiki and we were talking to Michelle and um, she said, well, you know, have you interviewed Scott Paulus? And I was like, well, who is that? She's like, well, the guy who was sitting right next to you and he had left already. But I was like, yeah, I don't, I don't know. She's like, well, that's the Brewers photographer. Like, no, I haven't interviewed him. No, that'd be awesome. So she's like, yeah, all right, I'll hook you up. So she hooked us up. And if you're, if you're, do you remember the podcast when he came in here and April was with him? Yeah. Because he was like nervous about being in the podcast. So April right. came with him. Who April also, who, who nobody really knows because she hasn't been on the podcast, but she's another huge, uh, or she was anyway, a huge fan of the show, like a big promoter of the show. She really appreciated it. And, and she was here sitting quietly while Scott did his interview. It was pretty funny. Yeah. Yeah. He but told yeah. a couple of Euchre stories. Oh, yeah. Yeah. couple. Yep. With the and pants. The pants, yeah, yeah. It's crazy that Euchre, who is 86, 87, yeah. when you hear him on the radio, you wouldn't guess that he's anywhere near that age. No, uh-uh, no. I mean, he's sharp. His voice doesn't sound like an 86-year-old, 87-year-old. No. Nope. He's still got all the stories. He's, you know, he's, like you said, he's sharp. He's, he, I think they, they don't have him on quite as much anymore. I mean, in terms of like, uh, road like games. every other inning or something, you know, okay. like, I mean, he's, he's something like that. And he doesn't, I don't think he does road games, yeah. Um, but but still, I mean, okay. So <laughs> I'm not going to knock him for it. 87 years old. What he can't go on the road? Come I tell on. you, I was watching some old uh, YouTube clips of his time on the Tonight Show, mm -hmm. where he kind of first made his name on a national stage. Okay, you might remember this, you might not. No, but he used to go on Johnny Carson, you know, on the Tonight Show, and he he uh, he gained a lot of notoriety for being uh, a funny guy. Yeah. And uh, I watched perhaps his initial sh his initial appearance on the show back in 1977 or whatever it was. Mm -hmm. And he was a stud. He was wearing a tight T-shirt. Uh -huh. And he looked every bit the athlete of oh, no anybody. Kidding. He, he yeah. was really built like an athlete. Yeah. 
Really? And now you think of him as this old man. Oh yeah, yeah. But he was. It was no. It was no mistake that he was an athlete. That's wild. Yeah, I always wonder how. You know, he always jokes around about how bad of a baseball player right. he was. He couldn't have been that bad. I mean, I wonder how bad he really was. You know, I bet he wasn't. I bet he was nearly as bad as he talks about. But. They had this. They had this great gig, and I got to ruin it for you. He, <laughs> he showed to Carson. He said, "Let's show you a couple pictures of my time in the major leagues." And they showed this one uh, picture of him in the locker room, two or three guys with champagne bottles going off, right? Sure. And, uh, and Carson said, oh, you guys must be celebrating you know, a big win. He said, that was actually before the game. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, yeah. let's move on to episode 17, Matt Kempel. Matt Kempel, that's another, I mean, I don't know. I think they're all interesting stories. But one day I was getting donuts at Joey Cariotti's Crankies, mm-hmm. Cranky, Cranky Ales, formerly Cranky Ales, with my kids. We were standing around and we were um, – it was a long line, so we, I just tend to generally just talk to people. And so I talked to the guy in front of me, and I said, oh, what's going on? And he said, well, I got this meeting. You know, he said, he said I get, it was taking a while. He said, I got this 10 o'clock meeting, and I'm getting donuts, and, uh, and this is taking forever. And I said, what, what, uh, where do you work that there's a 10 o'clock meeting or a 9 o'clock meeting, maybe it was, on Sunday morning? Right. He's like, well, I run this comedy festival, and we're actually meeting to review all these tapes from comedians that were coming in and i was like oh that's cool and then it dawned on me like hey why don't i just ask hey you want to be on the podcast we have a kind of a comedy podcast what yeah sure so uh there he there he was that was the story of how matt kempel came on the show and obviously being a comedy guy himself he kind of picked up the rhythms of the show and oh yeah we had uh, we had a lot of fun and yeah. And that was a good episode. He subsequently opened something called Laughing yeah, Tap. The Laughing Tap, know, yep. Which yep. is a comedy-based uh, yep. thing. We should go there at some we point. We should, yeah, comedy club, yep. And uh, I mean, obviously, obviously, COVID was a problem yeah, for that. But he yeah. opened it just before COVID, I think. Yeah, I think, yeah. yeah. And so we'll see how that thing's going. Right, I think it's going pretty well, yeah. Yeah, and we've had uh, some other comedians on the show subsequently in other seasons and maybe we'll see them at the at the laughing tap at some point yeah yeah that'd be great that'd be yeah. great in fact one well i don't know if we want to get into that i was gonna say one of the guys that we interviewed stricker mike right. stricker is going on did you see this yeah with Catan. yeah chris, chris Catan. he's yeah. gonna be on with chris Catan. so that's pretty cool and he did mention about coming to wisconsin at some point for- yeah he's he's up here uh you know periodically he's usually like a, up around appleton though for some reason. Yeah, um, Appleton but, Oshkosh. But anyway, I don't know why yeah. I got off on Mike Stricker. But. Yeah, well, that's all right. <laughs> well, that leads us to episode 18 of the second season, and that was uh, another guest that's been on now three times, and he is the voice of our current season, uh, season five. Uh, by voice of, I mean the guy that does the opening for our shows. It's Steve Pallack. Steve Pallack, yep. Yeah, that was a... Uh, that was the first time we had him on, right? There's right. season two, yeah, and right. that was cool. That so I mentioned about how Maureen brought it, brought us cookies. Well, Steve brought us bourbon. So um, he uh, in that interview he taught us the Kentucky Chew, right, which is the proper way to drink bourbon, where you swish it around in your mouth and burn that bejesus out of your mouth first, and chew it up a little bit and get your mouth used to the alcohol. Then subsequent sips, it, t- it actually you can actually taste the the liquor and you can taste the bourbon and it tastes different did you notice i i noticed a huge difference did you notice that when we did it yeah and i'll say this subsequently mm-hmm. you want know, to have had some type of hard liquor yeah i've done that yeah know, because of because of that uh, because of that podcast and you know there's a classic thing in in movies where the guy takes the the real hard quick uh, shot 
and you know he starts choking and coughing yeah. and everybody yep. has a laugh well that's because they didn't prep right exactly yeah right yeah and so if you if you get that next time you get that shot just take a little sip of it and yep. kind of swish, swish it around, around the mouth right. and deal with that burn first and then when you drink it later it'll be smoother then yeah right it still burns going down yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. different. But you can taste it. You can actually taste the flavor, which right. is interesting. Yeah, mm-hmm. and all these connections, Steve Paylike, we got through Scott Paulus, who we just right. mentioned. Uh, Scott Paulus said, "Hey, I got this guy. You might want to be on the show." Yeah, and honestly, I wasn't a radio guy, and mm-hmm. so growing up, I didn't really know him. Yeah. I didn't know. I didn't know Steve Paylik. But in Palak, Palak, <laughs> but in preparation for that podcast, I mentioned to a couple people. I said we're going to have Steve Palak. He's coming to the office to do our interview, and three or four people said, "Oh, wow, you have yeah. Steve Palak." Yeah, this said, be good. Yeah, yeah, I guess. Yeah. yeah, right, right. But I didn't, I didn't listen. Like I said, I didn't listen to much radio growing up. Mm-hmm. But he was a prominent uh, DJ here. Prominent, in prominent DJ. Yeah, way in the in the eighties, he was a DJ uh, at WQFM, which was you know, a long time ago. But then. More recently, he was a, a DJ with WKLH, but he had, he still, so when we interviewed him, he still had a Sunday morning show right. called uh, Rock and Roll Roots, and that's how a lot of people knew him, it was a Sunday morning, I think 9 o'clock, something yeah. like that, maybe to 9 to noon or something, um, but uh, but he's also, turns out, like this really prominent commercial real estate guy in the city, right. so a lot of people know him that way, um, but yeah. But that was that was a that was a lot of fun. Great interview. Another guy who you know knows his way around a microphone, of course. And right. uh, and yeah, we had a lot of fun with him. Yeah, yeah. And so that leads us to the nineteenth episode uh, of season two, and that was the second appearance of Dave Steffen, okay. who happens to be a neighbor of yours, just a couple houses away. from Right. You. Yeah, just down the street. Right. right. And I know him through my cycling group. When we first started this podcast years ago. He initially thought, you know, okay, which one of the friends would want to be on it? And in my biking group, there's, you know, at the time, there's 20, 30, 40 people to pick from. And, of course, not everybody's going to want to do this. Sure. And uh, and so I thought, you know, who could I pick? And Dave just kind of had this dry sense of humor uh, that I knew he would do well on the podcast. So we had him on the first season, and it's a great it's, it's a great episode. It's hilarious. The yeah. first season yeah, yeah. Is, is, a really good, <laughs> yeah. is a really good one. It, it's hampered a little bit by uh, sound problems. Yes, yeah. And so that was one of the ones that uh, could have been d- handled better in terms of sound. Anyway, uh, so then he came on this on the second uh, for the second season, and you know, with him, we want to see if we can throw him curveballs because I think he's quick on his feet. Mm-hmm. And so we did kind of two halves, and um, the first half was kind of a skit where we pretended that we put him in some type of uh, dunk tank that he right. had to tread water right. for the whole episode. Right. And uh, the the general pl- plot of the thing, which he wasn't aware of, yeah. was that we were going to build him up you know, for the first half of the podcast, say how great he was, and then yeah. the second half of the podcast, just start coming down hard on him right. without him knowing that we're going to start making fun of him. Right, right, yeah. We're just right. really tearing into him. Right, and, and, he, and he went with the flow. Oh, yeah. And yeah. did really well. Mm-hmm. And then the second half of the podcast, the majority of the second half, uh, I gave him a fictitious backstory that, again, he had to, on the fly, go with. Right. And the, the fictitious backstory is that he was a, a hostage negotiator mm-hmm. who was known for driving a hard bargain, right. maybe even too hard a bargain, right. you know, by trying to save money that people right. were dying because he was he was too chintzy. Right, right. But he's saving the tax saving the taxpayers money though. Right, right. Yeah. People are dying but but, but he's they, not gonna you know? he's not gonna let yeah. the money go. Right. 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 Yeah. And right. again right. again he 
I sprung it on oh, him. Oh, it was perfect. I sprung it on yeah. him. I said, I understand this was your job. Yeah. And he had to, on the fly, come up with answers. Right. And right. he did a great job. Oh, yeah. 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 And that's, again, you know, I think we've talked about this in a couple of these behind the scenes things, but sometimes people don't realize, like, a lot of the things, especially the skits that we do, they're all ad lib. I mean, they're all, you know, just uh, improv stuff. And then these guests are not necessarily, a couple of them are, but they're not necessarily actors or improv people or any of that. They're just coming up with stuff off the top of their head, and, and a lot of it has come out really well. Yeah. Right, and that leads us to the last episode that we're going to talk about Correct. Uh, for this season. And it is uh, Bryant Mason, yep. who Jim knew, and just talking about uh, about skits and whatnot. Um, if there's one episode I point to, if somebody that I meet and say, hey, I got a podcast. It's one episode I give them to listen to. It's this Brian Mason one. Yeah. Uh, because, again, we came up with the skit idea. And, again, he had zero prep for this. Right. And he's got a, hist- he's got a, he's got a, uh, a background in theater and whatnot. Yep. And, again, he just hit it out of the park. I mean, it's, like I said, I, it, it might be one of my most favorite episodes, uh, the second half of this interview. Yeah. Then we put him in this in this skit, and he was. Uh, what was the name of the fictitious country? Uh, the fictitious name was. Oh, geez, I, I want to say this. Moldova. It wasn't Moldova. It was. Oh, uh, like, um, uh, I, I should know this because yeah. I because I came up with the name. Right. right. Uh, but anyway, um, the idea was based upon. I've been watching these uh, ads on TV about ancestry.com. And there's that old joke where everybody's, you know, past in, you know, in their family history, everybody's related to somebody famous and well-known and kings and queens and, and uh, you know, you can trace your history back to whatever. And there's always this proud history, right? Yep. So I right. thought it'd be funny is if, you know, he would claim to have a proud history and then we would again tear him down. Right. And, and you know. And do and, some research and on And do it. some research on it mm-hmm. on the fly, you know. And he'd have to defend his family honor, right? right. And uh, and he did a he, <laughs> he did, did a great job of yeah. being of being defensive, uh, yeah. But he he came across with some really fun stuff, yeah. Right, right. Which and, and I thought it was cool. You know, you didn't know who this guy was. I I barely knew him. And uh, and you're like, oh, let's try this skit. You know, with this guy, and and he nailed it. And you know, you were really, uh, of course, really happy with it too. And. Uh, um, and yeah, he went on to uh, to be on the show a couple more times. At least well, well, it was just actually just once. he came back once again to reprise yeah. the role, right? The reprise the role that's in season three, yeah, uh, to follow up. But you know, he was sitting there, and I told him, I said, "Here's here's your character. Your character is you've you've descended from kings from this uh, obscure, uh, you know, second century kingdom, and you've got this." proud history that your that your your family is very proud of but we're going to research you and find out that it's all a fraud yeah and you're gonna have to just go with it and that's all all the direction i gave right right and we did a whole half hour yep and he he was his character right yeah yeah right exactly yeah it's funny and and you know i mean we did a pretty good job too but yeah (laughs) yeah but no that was uh it was a lot of fun yeah yeah well anyway that wraps up the second half of this uh, second season of the behind the scenes look and uh, uh, go ahead and give uh, any of those episodes a listen. Season, uh, episode 28, the one we just got talking about, is probably one of my favorite, if not certainly top five or ten favorites over the years. Yeah. Yeah, it was good. And uh, now you've had a look behind the curtain. Yep. All right. Good night, Jim. Good night, Chris. Join us next time on the Bait and Switch Podcast. 
when we talk with author Stephen W. You've made it to the end of yet another Bait and Switch podcast. Spread the word.